Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Transcend with M. And today we have Armina Abru Martinez with us, and she is a life coach. And I've been seeking to have her on this podcast for a very long time. And I am so excited to learn more about her story because I know her as my daughter's mom, my daughter's friend's mom. And I want to get to know Armida at a deeper level. And I think you will be surprised with the story. You never know like what people around you, like their lives, you know, sometimes we go through like our lives passing like little ghosts, right? And sometimes we don't, we don't stop to really understand or know people. And I think, you know, I am thankful for our daughters because they they are much better than we are at connecting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, Armida. And I can I cannot wait to hear, you know, who you really are. Who is Armida as the no mom? Just yeah. you know, you as a person. So indulge us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Thank you so much for that beautiful, beautiful introduction. And I am really happy to be here. And you're right. We've been planning this for months. And every time we had something planned, something would come up for you or something would come up for me. Yeah. And interesting enough, today was the perfect time for us because it was very last minute and you reached out and I was available and I'm here and it all worked out. So it was the yes. perfect thing. <laughs> it has to work out when it has to work out, whenever the universe wants it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Timing is everything in our lives. And we always try to control and manipulate things. And we just got to learn to go with the flow, which is something I learned through my journey. So, yeah. So my name is Armida Abru-Martinez. I am a life and relationship coach, the CEO and founder of Divine Growth Coaching. And I became a coach because of my own transformation. So, wow, where do I begin? Let me see how deep back. So I'm going to go as early as I can remember. So in 2014, summer of 2014, I'm going to be re really open, really vulnerable. Um, I had realized um, that summer around like April, May of 2014, that I was like, oh, you know, my marriage is not quite working out. I had two kids at the time, which is my oldest and my middle child right now, because I have three kids, um, which is Nylea. Nylea is the one that's friends with your daughter. Yeah. And I realized like, oh man, this relationship is not working. I feel alone. I don't feel like we're connecting. I feel really disconnected from my husband. We have been married for a long time. I married young. I was 22. I did married in 2001. Um, so I remember like thinking like, oh, I'm going to have a conversation with him and I'm going to pull the plug and I'm going to tell him like, this is not working out for me. And then I found out I was pregnant. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right. Surprise. Surprise. Here, here I am pregnant. So interesting enough, um, I had a, a three-year-old and a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And wow. I am over here thinking about walking away from my marriage and I found out I'm pregnant, right? And so at that moment, I remember when I found out I, when I took the pregnancy test, I was like in shock. And I remember crying because I was like, yeah. okay, I didn't know where my marriage was going to go. I felt really disconnected with my husband. And I was like, holy crap, what am I going to do? But at that moment, you know, the universe does everything for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that in that moment, I'm the kind of person who didn't get any kind of morning sickness. So by the time I found out I was pregnant, I was really far, far along. And um, I had I didn't make an appointment to go to the doctors for like two weeks because I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep the pregnancy. Um, but then I just was like, I've never had had an abortion before. And my heart was telling me like, you have to keep this baby. My heart couldn't go through with it. So mm. I kept the baby. I made an appointment and the doctor said, even if I had wanted one, I wasn't going to be able to have one because I was too far along. Because I found out when I was almost into my second trimester. Wow. Yes. So I remember telling myself, you know what? I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to stick it out and see what happens. Of course, my mental health was not at the best. So um, during my third pregnancy, I experienced postpartum depression. So I was not emotionally stable, right? I was doing my best. But I remember at 34 weeks, I went to sleep one night and I woke up the next day a complete different person. I had insomnia. I had panic attacks. I was anxious. I was barely sleeping. At 34 weeks pregnant, I thought I was going crazy. 
Um, This was like a hard experience for me. This was the toughest moments of my life. So I remember it happened like early December Mm-hmm. And I was I was at 30 exactly 34 weeks and up until I gave birth it was those 6 weeks were like hell for me. And my husband at that time didn't know how to handle me. I mean we, we were already con- disconnected and he didn't know how to handle me. So imagine pregnant with two kids feeling like I'm a single mom taking care of two kids with barely no sleep thinking like I'm going crazy like I literally was like I'm going crazy. What is going on with me? Um, wow. and not, not, not being able to be supported by my husband at that moment. So luckily for me, I had my sister and my best friend to help me through that moment, which I really feel that's what helped me get through it. So I always mm-hmm. tell when you're struggling with anything, ask for help, because what really got me through that time was really the support of those people that I, those, you know, those few people in my life mm-hmm. trusted. And so Anyways, just to jump to that, I gave birth to the baby. It took me six, seven, eight weeks to kind of get my hormones back um, and get somewhat normal. It did take me months before I felt somewhat okay. Um, But that was a huge pivotal moment in my life because I realized the power that I had. I literally, I was afraid of seeking professional help because I was Mm -hmm. afraid it's we're going to be taking away, which I got to say that now that I know what I know, I tell people look for professional help because that time frame for me could have been a lot easier had I seeked professional help, but I was embarrassed and scared. To mm. So I'm a huge advocate of if you need professional help, ask for it, right? Because yeah. it's necessary. And it's one of those things that I don't regret anything in my life. But if I could go back in time, I would definitely seek for it because I know that all the pain and suffering that I went through could have been eased had I done that. Um, learning experience, right? And now that I get to coach people, I have that awareness and I can guide people to connect to themselves and make decisions that are in alignment for them, right? Mm-hmm. And so from that experience, we had a few years of, okay, life kind of became normal. And I got used to the new normal of being a single mom with three kids, still feeling alone, still feeling unconnected, still feeling, you know, like, I just didn't belong, right? And so I remember I had my daughter in January of 2015. And from 2015 to 2019, I just was literally a mom mode. I completely forgot about myself. I was a mom. I was a wife. I was doing my best to try to save my marriage. And I was completely in the back burner. And I remember... March of 2019, I will never forget this day. I wrote, actually, I have a book on Amazon. It's called Collaboration. It's a multi-author book. And I wrote a chapter specifically about this one incident that literally was the catalyst for my transformation. I had a huge Black Night of the Soul moment. And I remember I took the kids to school, came home. It was a great, it was March. So, you know, spring is like those dark, like it was raining. It was yeah. And I remember coming home after I dropped off the kids And I was doing real estate from home at that moment. And I walked into my office space and I had huge like sliding windows and I could see the clouds and the grayness. And I just dropped to the floor. It was like one of those dramatic moments that you see in movies. Yeah, (laughs) I am picturing it. You're doing a good job about painting the picture. I I know I'm smiling, but you know, internally it's like, wow. You know, like this is intense. It was, it was pretty intense. I remember like dropping to my knees and just crying. And, and I was like, like crying for hours and just like asking for help. So I didn't grow up in a very religious home. So I never grew up with religion. I believed in a higher power, but I connected from that power due to my own trauma childhood trauma. I definitely had some abandonment issues that I found out afterwards I needed to work through. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But that moment was really pivotal in my life because I cried for hours. I remember like my shirt, I had a t-shirt and it was soaked, like all the crying from all the tears. It was like I had a huge wet spot and I surrender. I asked for help. I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. My soul is asking for more. What is it that I'm missing in this moment, right? What I need to do because I cannot continue like this. And all of a sudden, it's so crazy. I 
got up, went to my bathroom, looked in the mirror. I looked deeply into my eyes and I felt so much peace in my heart, a peace that I had never felt in years or I think ever in my whole life. It's like I actually saw myself for the first time. It was really like that dramatic and that intense. Like it was like a huge pivotal moment in my life. And I remember I felt like things are gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. And I remember after I, so after that moment, of course, I found out after when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? So Mm -hmm. after that one moment, because I surrendered um, and I stepped into my power and I was like, what can I do about this, right? Then the universe, God, whatever higher power you believe in, started to show me the way. Up until then, I was a victim. And as long as I was a victim, I was saying other people needed to change in order for me to be happy. But in that moment, I realized like I need to take control of my happiness because obviously nobody else is going to step in and save me, mm-hmm. right? And from that moment, I all these spiritual teachers started coming into my awareness. And I started learning from like, I started learning, like listening to Abraham Hicks and listening to like Dr. Joe Dispenza and listening to Louise Hay and listening to, oh my gosh, Greg, Greg Braden and all these amazing spiritual teachers, um, Gabby Bernstein. And I started reading a bunch of books about healing and, and connecting to my inner child and releasing trauma, which I didn't even know I had. I mean, I know I had a pretty happy childhood, but I did experience childhood trauma. My biological mom did abandon me when she was like physically abandoned me somewhere, you know? Um, And so, I mean, we could go on forever, but let's just keep forward with this. And so I started to connect to my soul and I started to really um, take my power back. And so from March of 2019 up until like the whole, it was pretty much the whole 2019, I was really going inward. Initially, I was, before that, I was drinking, I was um, going out, I was partying, even if it was with my kids, but I like, I went, I have friends who had their own kids, so I would hang out with them, but I was doing everything to numb, right? Because that's what we do. We get little red flags that we need to do their inner work, but it's scary to feel our emotions because we're not taught to feel our emotions. So I was like, okay, so let me have my scheduled booked from 7 a.m., to 10 p.m. so that I don't have the time to deal with my emotions, right? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you sound like so many people I know. Right. (laughs) I'm out by, you know, including myself. Right, let's scroll through social media, let's binge, like let's shop, you know, endlessly buying things we don't need to try to get validation. Let's hang out. Let's do all of this because then we don't have time to really sit with ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. But the real healing comes from that. And after I had done that for a while, I realized like, holy crap, this is not sustainable. Like I'm unhappy and I can't do this anymore. And that's when I had that breakdown moment. So all of 2019, I started doing the inner work. I started going inward. I started listening to all these teachers. I started learning to become aware of my thoughts, of my beliefs, of my self-sabotaging behaviors, of the stories that I was telling myself, right? Um, Then from that place of awareness, I was able to start choosing what stories I wanted to believe, which ones I wanted to feed. And and if that wasn't in alignment, who do I want it to be? And then Mm -hmm. creating new stories about myself, realizing that I could, you know, recreate a whole new version of me that I didn't have to continue being this person. Um, So that was a beautiful, pivotal moment for me. I had, um, before that I had, I was doing like manifestation because as we all know we all heard of the secret the law of attraction so before i had this transformation i had heard oh i can manifest what i want great i'm gonna have this huge vision board and i'm gonna get the car and the house and the money and all of that and what i realized all that comes from a place of um validation so i was able to manifest some and not able to manifest others but no matter what, I still felt unfulfilled. I didn't realize mm-hmm. until I started my journey in 2019 of going deep within and doing my soul searching that manifestation, it's really a spiritual journey because we don't yeah. manifest what we want. We manifest who we are. So it's mm-hmm. all about transforming your sh- yourself and shifting your energy to call in from that authentic heart place 
those things that are in alignment to what your soul is calling you for, right? Mm -hmm. And so that was my huge year. The whole 2019, I did that. And then I remember January of 2020, I was doing dishes and all of a sudden it was a sunny day and I was like, wow, I'm a whole new person than I was a year ago. I was happy. I felt peaceful. I felt empowered. I had a whole like goal and vision of where I wanted my life to go. Mm -hmm. And at that moment, I asked the universe, I said, okay, universe, this is how I feel. And I know like the transformation that I had, because I had hit rock bottom. And I was like, how do I help others cross that bridge? Like literally, I had never thought I was going to do life coaching. I didn't even know what co life coaching was actually. And I set those intentions, go to bed and like, a day or two later, I get an email from Mandy Morris, who's the founder of Authentic Living, and never heard of her. I had never signed up for any of her emails. And all of a sudden, she's in my box, right? Of course. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that. <laughs> so I start listening. It's like when you're talking about a coffee maker and it magically appears on Facebook. Right, right. <laughs> the universe it's so funny how connected to everything in the universe we are right yeah. it's so beautiful and um i i watched her video and she was like you know at the end of the video she said and in case no one has told you today i love you never met this lady in my life but she pierced through my heart and i literally started crying i was like she loves me you know like i really felt that <laughs> and I looked into her services right away and I immediately signed up to like learn how to do life coaching. I was, I did some research. I'm like, okay, what's life coaching? I can do more work. I can help others. So I, in, in January, I signed up to start her course, which started in April. Um, so of course we all know March of 2020, that's when COVID hit and everything got shut down. Yeah. Um, so interesting enough, while the world was kind of scared, not sure where it was going to go, I was at peace with myself. So I feel like my COVID year was 2019 because that was the year yeah. that I was not connected to myself and I was living my life out of fear. But by 2020, I was so connected to love and I had surrender to my, um, my natural state of being that I literally, while everybody was like, you know, unsure about COVID and so was I, I was just focused on learning how to coach other people. So I was learning how to be a coach. I further did more work on myself through her program. I got the blueprints on how to coach others. Um, and that was how I spent my quarantine was just learning. I was taking classes. I was learning all these methodologies. And then June of 2020, I started coaching. So that's when I really started coaching people. But I didn't, um, I, I didn't launch my business officially until end of October, beginning of November of 2020. But I remember as I started coaching people, like we all have different stories, but at the core of all our stories, I found like I had a huge like aha moment. Mm -hmm. Everyone that I was, co after coaching like 20, over 20 people, because I needed to do that in order to get my certificate, I found out that at the core of it all, there's an underlying belief that we're not good enough, right? Yeah. And that stems, from childhood abandonment wounds, right? And it could mm -hmm. be, like, I, I'm very open. My biological mother physically abandoned me um, when she, when I was, a, when I was a child. Um, and I grew up in a home. Uh, I grew, and then I grew up with my grandmother, who was very loving, very caring, and she did a great job at taking care of me. But then I moved with my dad and my stepmom, and they weren't yeah. really emotionally available for me. So I had them there physically, but not emotionally, right? Yeah. Um, so that created a lot of, I'm not good enough. A lot of, you know, I don't, I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. And a lot of us carry those stories because all of us experience from what I've heard and all the studies I've done, we all have some type of abandonment wounds because when we are born into this world, automatically we're coming out of our parent of our mom's wounds into an unknown territory. And that creates abandonment right from birth. Right. Um, so I had to never thought, never thought about it that way. Right. Neither Interesting. Did I. And neither did I until I started to do this work. And, mm. you know, bless my parents. I had, you know, I can't complain about my childhood. I've had a pretty great childhood. And my dad was really, you know, 
making sure and my parents that we had food, we had clothes, we had everything we needed, but the emotional support wasn't there, right? Mm -hmm. And then I learned that our parents could only give us what they know how to give, right? Um, so there's these generational traumas that keep carrying on from generation to generation to generation until someone like me comes in and breaks the cycle, right? I was like, the cycle ends here. Um, yeah. I became aware of my patterns. I surrender. I started trusting on a higher power and my life completely transformed. Like I never before, I, before I started this journey, I was looking for validation from everything and everyone outside of me. So I was showing up in my relationships in a very conditional way because it's like, okay, what can you give to me? Because my cup was so empty, right? Mm -hmm. When I started to connect to my soul and do the inner work and find my my truth and can and accept myself for fully for who I am, then I was I was happy and and my filling up my own cup. So I started showing up in all of my relationships from a place of I'm whole and complete. How can I serve you? And I'm overflowing mm -hmm. with so love that I'm going to give you all this love without any expectations. Right. Mm -hmm. And what happens? All of your relationships improve because now you have conditions on people. Now you're loving them and seeing them for who they are and fully accepting them for who they are. But you can't accept others until you learn to, to fully accept yourself. Mm -hmm. And what I, realize after all this journey just to wrap a lot up is that when we experience any kind of childhood trauma we believe that the world is unsafe so we close off our hearts but yeah. the problem is when we close our hearts off to ourselves to the world around us because we believe it's not safe we close our hearts to ourselves as well and then from that place we feel disconnected to all that is because at our core we are unconditional love. Babies, if you think about it, when babies are born before they're conditioned, all they are is pure bliss, pure love. It's their mm -hmm. environment that dictates what beliefs and right. what stories and all of that comes in their, in their programming, right? Gets programmed right. their their being. But at a natural state, we're really, truly just beings of love. That's why we crave love so much. That's why we want people to love us. And everything that we do is to get validation and to feel connected to other people, whether it's mm -hmm. people and whether it's not learning how to set boundaries, all that is a side effect that comes from a good place. We're trying to feel connected to other people. And what I found out is that in order for us to do that from a place of authenticity and a place where that we can build deep connections with people, we have to start with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when you do that with yourself, then all of you, all of your relationships improve. And that's what I noticed, like my relationship with the father of my kids was a little bit toxic. We weren't getting along. I initially, I felt like a victim and I was like, you, 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 you. And then I was like, well, you know, it takes two people to be in a relationship. How am I showing up in this relationship? Right. I, I, mm -hmm. I when I started to do a lot of research in 2019, I had heard a podcast and I don't remember the name and I don't remember who the lady was, but she said, you know, in a marriage, it takes two people. And even if you're showing up and you're 1% and you're showing up and you're making that 1% of a mistake in the relationship, that's still causing the relationship to fall apart. So you got to own that 1%. And I was like, holy mm -hmm. crap, she's so right, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I switched my mentality from being a victim to, to really just finding out who I was, a place of curiosity, a lot of love, a lot of compassion. Okay, who am I? Who am I showing up? What's the lesson that I'm supposed to learn from this? What's the lesson that I'm, to, I'm yeah. supposed to learn from this? And what happened was I learned, I grew, I found myself, found my truth. I opened up my heart. And because I yeah. shifted my energy, the father of my kids had no choice but to shift his energy. Because what happens is we're trauma bonding down here, right? We're all trauma bonding. We're all on survival mm -hmm. mode because we all feel like the world is unsafe and everybody's out to get us. We're like mm -hmm. walking, walking time bombs, most of us. Yeah. And so we're here. And then what we were both going at it. And then I started to do this work and I was like, nope, I'm not going to feed into that energy anymore. So I'm going to hold the space of unconditional love and compassion. And he started to, if he wanted to get that connection with me, he started to rise to meet me at a higher level because I was no longer willing to meet at that trauma level. Yeah. And that helped 
that helped him grow as well because it takes one person in the relationship to shift their energy for the whole relationship to transform. Right. That's why I got into relationship coaching because I realized that the two things that people mostly, like if you search, what are the two things that people are most trying to manifest? It's love and money. Love and mm -hmm. money. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Right? You mentioned something earlier that I'm curious about. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I write things while yeah. we, um, <laughs> we talk. You, you mentioned um, meditating is actually not what you feel but who you are and i wonder i, I want to understand what that means because i don't understand what that means okay and i want to know what correlation mm -hmm. does that have with showing up for yourself authentically awesome and how how does that heal you because you know i've heard about meditating people you know do different ways of meditation different ways of things but when you're doing it in order to kind of like change your environment mm -hmm. right um i've always thought of meditating about manifesting your feelings manifesting your inner you know ideas things like that so you can have more of a center more of a control right more of an understanding but you're saying something a little bit more a little bit different i think i i might be twisting it right because i'm ignorant to this whole thing but um tell me a little bit more about that because you know i'm i'm curious you know we see so many relationships broken apart you know the divorce rates are through the roof mm -hmm. um, we see more women not wanting to marry not wanting to go into a relationship mm -hmm. not wanting to you know actually taking more time to get to know themselves mm -hmm. better um and i'm curious how all of these plays a role with probably future generations like our daughters right like should we be teaching them these things from an early age? So I have many questions in my head, but I'm going to leave it at that because then I will have you here for like three hours. Um, but those are my, my, my initial thoughts on mm -hmm. what you just mentioned. And I, and I think your journey has been incredible Thank and you. amazing mm -hmm. and, and, and so much there to learn from, right? Like, so much to dissect but you know as you have grown yourself and 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 manifest all these things i'm curious as of why is that the perspective when you when when you you know use meditation to actually uh manifest these things so perfect so manifestation and meditation these are two separate things so manifest right. we manifest what we are not what we want because mm -hmm. manifestation is about us um, manifestation is about us owning our self-worth so we're always manifesting everything in your life is a, man a manifestation whether you've done it consciously or unconsciously a lot of us live in autopilot right and yeah. so, meaning we're not aware of our thoughts we're not aware that we're creating we're co-creating our reality which that was me before i had my awakening my spiritual awakening in 2019 right and so we're creating all of these circumstances but we're not aware of it so we feel like a victim right and right. from if you feel like a victim guess what you're going to keep creating because your energy is at that frequency of feeling like a victim you're going to keep creating circumstances that that will like uh, that will agree with the fact that you're you're a victim because that's what you believe. Your beliefs really are the ones that are creating your reality. Like literally, your beliefs, your thoughts is what cre what creates your re reality. But the beautiful thing is that a belief is just the thought you keep thinking. So you become aware of the belief, you become aware of the thought, and you can make a conscious choice to shift it. That's when meditation comes on board. And that's when meditation has the huge impact. Because when we start, I had never done meditation until I started this journey. Mm -hmm. And what meditation does, it's it brings you into the present moment. All your 
power lies in the present moment. When we're in survival mode, we're either look, living in the present moment, but look through the lens of the past, or we're projecting a future of fear, right? Most of us are either living our lives through the lens of the past, or we're projecting a worst case scenario future because we're doing it because we're living through the lens of the past. And that's what we believe. You know, we've experienced some stuff that's led us to believe we're not good enough. So the future that we hold, that's why so many people have anxiety, have panic attacks is because mm -hmm. we're, we're creating worst case scenarios in our heads from all of the experiences that we had in our past. Right. And yeah. so meditation is a powerful way for us to come into the present moment and realize that we are not our thoughts. Just because we have a thought doesn't mean we got to buy into that thought, that we're the observer of the thoughts. And we have the choice to feed into a thought or not feed into a thought. And if a thought doesn't feel in alignment to where you create anxiety, I truly believe that our emotions are a guidance system. If something's creating fear and anxiety in your life, that's your guidance system telling you this thought, this belief, this story is not in alignment to who you are, right? And yep. so meditation helps you to do that. So I started to meditate. That was huge for me. And I had never done that. And of course, when you first start meditating, when you've never meditated before, it feels weird because you we have this belief that we're not supposed to have thoughts when we're meditating. Well, guess what? The only way we will never have a thought, it's if we're dead, because our mind thinks very unconsciously. We have no, like we have a thousand, like so many different thoughts and we have zero control of them, right? Yeah. We do have control of them when we meditate, but because we choose to see which one we want to feed into, but our brain just automatically thinks different things. So what meditation does is it brings you into the present moment. And when you catch yourself, you know, you focus on your breath, you focus on a mantra, you focus on something, right? It depends. And there's a lot of, I started with guided meditations because I couldn't sit still. And I had to learn, I was um, learning from Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's one of my huge like teachers that I learned from. And um, he said that, you know, it's like my mind is controlling my body. And what we want to do is have our body control our mind because our body is really a heart. And all the work that we do is to get out of here of our ego, of our head, and come into our hearts. Our hearts are supposed to guide us, and our mind will create circumstances to connect to whatever our heart is taking us. But most of us, in the reality, because of the stuff that we experience and because of the lessons we came to learn and our souls, I truly believe that we came here for... Um, you know, growth and evolution, and our souls have a purpose to go to some lessons to learn. Um, and a lot of it is to return to self-love and to find who we are at the core. And so meditation is all about learning how to come back into your heart so that you're taming the animal, which is your body, and you can sit. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's hard at first, but I started with guided meditations, and then eventually I went into just listening to like a background music, for 15, 20 minutes. It doesn't have to be that long for people. Start off with five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But what I started to do is I started coming, I'm coming into my body. And then you start noticing that you're the observer of your thoughts. So when the thought you catch yourself, like you're like, you've, 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 you know, gone into thoughts, you just come back to the breath and you keep doing that over and over again. And you keep doing that over and over again. And if, you, and if you're consistent, then you start to hold your power because then those the once you start doing that, those beliefs and that are an autopilot will start to rise up to be transmuted, yeah. right? And one of the big things I had to learn is that I, when I was started this journey, I didn't fully accept myself, so I was very judgmental of other people. But we're always, always projecting onto other people. When we judge others, it's because we judge ourselves, yeah. and I had to learn to stop judging, criticizing, complaining, and become aware of that pattern and those beliefs and those habits. Because from that energy, I was staying stuck. I was a victim. If we're complaining, if we're judging, if we're criticizing, we're a victim. And if we're a victim, we're telling ourselves everything else outside of us needs to change in order for us to change. And then guess what? You're giving your power away. Why would you eat subconsciously? You're not going to try to fix something that you believe you can't fix. So I have a question about choices. Sure. Why, based on your on your coaching mm -hmm. and based on your experience, I'm trying to be 
careful with what I want to say. Um, not that it's, a, it's, it's nothing wrong. I'm just trying to put my thoughts together because I know like, you know, client information is privileged. So I don't want you to be sharing any client information, but you know, through your journey of mm -hmm. helping other people. And I, I hear what you say about projecting because it's so true. Mm -hmm. Like people, you know, in the, I mean, in the business world, leaders, managers, you understand their behaviors based on their fears and what they are, they project into their employees is because of their own insecurities. And right. that's, that's proven that, that right. you don't need to be like a doctor to, to know that. Right. And I am a huge fan of, you know, serving leadership. Mm. So that's how I lead. That's how I learned. That's, you know, that, that it took me through a transformation journey to, to get there, but choices, that's a very hard space because sometimes your own unawareness can be your detriment, right? So how do you utilize all these tools and, and how do you teach them? Or how have you watched people unfold on making the choice of not being the victim or not going there, right? Like not stepping into that plate again. Right. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the journey I took my clients through and the journey I went through was a journey of what I call self-awareness self-acceptance and self-discovery self-awareness is everything because if we're not aware of how we're showing up if we're not aware of our patterns if we're not aware of our stories if we're not aware of our beliefs if we're not aware of how we're showing up then we can't change anything mm -hmm. so, this is everything and the way i get so when my clients come in to see me right they yeah. have these symptoms, right? And usually, you know, they they they're anxious. They they can't. They have communication issues with their their significant other. They, they you know, whatever symptom may be, those are just symptoms of what I like to call their 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 branches on a tree, right? I mm -hmm. that's not the deeper issue. I know there's a root cause to it all, and yeah. I know it's born somewhere in childhood, right? And so we start working immediately. So the first, I have a 16 week program. It's And my program is called Discovering True Love and Connection. And the process I take my clients is I, it's the first couple of weeks. It's very yeah. tailored individually. Some people need longer in different faces, but there's three faces. They're very, um, my methodology involves psychology and energy work because I hold a space of unconditional love, which I truly yeah. believe you can energetically, you want to help someone heal, you hold unconditional love for that person and it yeah. starts which is something I had to learn. And when we're unconditionally loving, we're not judging, we're not criticizing, we're not complaining, we're fully accepting who we are in that moment with love yeah. and compassion, right? And so that's the journey we take on. So the first couple of weeks, okay, you have all these symptoms, let's get you grounded, right? So I give them tools to self-reflect, to become aware mm -hmm. of the things I teach my clients. It's okay, write, um, keep a journal. I want you to write down every time you come away, you become aware of when you're judging, when you're criticizing, when you're complaining about yourself or somebody else, just write it down just because that starts to build the pattern of becoming aware. Mm -hmm. And all that we are is just a habitual way of being. So if we can shift our energy, we can change our lives. So let's find, let's find out how, what our habits are. Let's start creating new neural pathways by responding differently to how we've been doing things. And then you get to create a whole new reality, right? Because most of the time when we're in survival mode, we're reacting to our world as opposed to responding. Mm. What I get my clients to do is to stop reacting because when we react, we're coming out of fear and out of past traumas. So now let's learn to pause yeah. and breathe come into our body so we can feel those sensations in our body that we resist, right? Yeah. Come into a hard space and then let's respond to the situation. And then when we start doing that, we start becoming aware of our patterns. We start becoming yeah. aware of coming up. We start becoming aware of all those things that are keeping us stuck in a loop that we're not happy and we feel stuck. So we do that. It's very individual. Once the people, once my clients start to feel comfortable, yeah. then comes release work. Now that's yeah. when energetically 
intuitively, they start going deep. You know, my mom wasn't there for me. I didn't feel heard. I felt like my mom didn't love me. And I experienced this or experienced that. Because if you're in survival mode and you're not aware of yourself, you're not going to release what you need to release. So we need to get you grounded by doing everything that I talked about earlier so that your nervous system can feel safe. So my goal as a coach is to hold that space of feeling heard, seen, and validated without being judged, right? Because if we feel like we're being judged, our walls are going to come up and we're not going to we're not going to release what we need to release. And a lot of times in relationships our relationships are not thriving because we're in survival mode and we're not we don't know how to hold space for ourselves so we don't know how to hold space for other people and if we can learn to hold space for ourselves and for other people relationships blossom because it's not about who's right and who's wrong it's about this is my this is my truth this is your truth how mm -hmm. am i gonna how am i gonna honor my truth while still holding space for you right yeah. so Oh, I love doing relationship work. Actually, I love working with couples. I love <laughs> listening to you. <laughs> I, I'll share an experience I had uh, a few months ago. Mm -hmm. um, we we went to a women's uh, conference. It was a women's in business and insurance conference in Vegas, and our friend Cassidy was hosting it. And I didn't know what to expect because. That was like, it wasn't like insurance specific, but it had like comedy, it had like inner work, it had like a little bit of everything on the schedule. And the first session, I it was, it was the first session was like, all right, everybody in tears. <laughs> then the third session, so it started all with like inner work, right? Mm -hmm. The whole conference started with inner work and it was, a small space. It was a very intimate group. It was awesome. But then there, here comes this, uh, this, this life coach. And she was like, I want everybody to, you know, put this blindfold in and sit down and you are going to breathe. And I was like, oh my God, I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> And I was like, oh, where is this going to go? And let me tell you that that exercise that we did, we weren't looking at anybody. We were just there in complete darkness, right? It was daylight, but we were in complete darkness with the blindfolds. And she started doing the, the, the work with the bowl, you know, and like with the sound of the bowl. And I don't even know how that's called. I know it has a name. Um, and she started talking like very slow, like this, you know, like very. Love it. Oh my God, I broke down. I broke the, everybody. And then when we all took our mask, it was just like this mess. Everybody was a mess, but like a good mess. You yeah. know, like we all had released everything that was weighing us down. Right. And all you had to do was freaking breathe. <laughs> right. Breathe. I love that. Breathe. Oh, my God. It, power. I tell that's one of the things that I teach my clients, like in order to self-awareness, like when you catch yourself, come back to your breath, come back to your yeah. heart. Your breath is life. And when you come back to your breath, you come back to your heart, you come back to your body, right? And so, oh, it's so powerful to, to be able, like breathing exercise, th those are tools that my clients. So then, you know, that's so powerful because then with that, you become aware. So then if you, mm -hmm. when you become self-aware, then you can start accepting what's in front of you. Yeah. And then from there, then you go on a journey to self-discovery because you find your true authentic self. Once you can clear all that clutter, because what happens is we, when we experience any childhood trauma, right? Which we all have some form mm -hmm. of childhood trauma and some form of, and it's not the trauma that's affecting us right now. It's the story that we created due to the trauma. And it usually goes with, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I don't deserve love. Those are the usual, like from yeah. now for two and a half years, at the core of it, 
those are the beliefs that are keeping us stuck. And those are the stories that we're playing in our heads mm -hmm. that are keeping us in that loop where we feel unhappy and like we feel we, like we need validation from the world. So being able to become aware of that and then you start creating, when you stop, you have like neuro, I'm a huge quantum physics person. That's what Dr. Jill Dispenza is. Like I am huge on that. So we have like, pathways in our brain, neural pathways. Mm -hmm. And so our, our way of being, our personality is just a habit. It's been who we've become from our programming. Mm -hmm. So what happens is when you're no longer reacting to your environment and you're responding, your body starts to create new neural pathways. So then you start to do things differently and then it starts to become who you naturally are. And so releasing that trauma, that energy, like you said, the breathing is so important because what happens is that the trauma, because we're not taught to process emotions. Tra mm -hmm. Emotions is such a taboo pro um, topic everywhere you go. It's like nobody wants to talk emotions. You sweep them under the rug and that's what's affecting. What this work really is all about, it's about having self-mastery and self-mastery is about learning how to regulate your emotions. So we mm -hmm. have all these trauma stuck in our nervous system and that's why we feel the anxiety, the depression, and we feel everything we, we feel because we haven't processed it. And when you take the time to come back to your body, to do breathing, to do, I do, we do release work. I do release work with my clients. You get to free up all that energy. So you now process and transmute all that, all that energy that was holding your nervous system captive. And now you can free up your energy. So the process that I take my clients, okay, so we get you grounded enough that now your body feels safe to release whatever needs to be released. And it happens yeah. so naturally, so intuitive. So we do a lot of forgiveness and releasing because for, you know, when we start doing this work, we start realizing that our, you know, people who, who brought, you know, our caregivers maybe didn't show us love, maybe, you know, treated us in a way that we felt like we didn't deserve. And all that is valid. But at the end of the day, they were doing the best that they can do. And a lot of times our caregivers are only playing generational trauma over and over and over again. They can't yeah. give something that they've never given us. So when you change the story, when they shift the story, when you realize that what your caregivers were doing was not about you and it was about their own trauma, it changes everything. Mm -hmm. And then you can release that. And guess what? You get, that's how you heal the past. Because when you don't have forgiveness, when you hold resentment, anger towards people in your life, or you feel like they weren't there for you, like you, they, you wanted them to be, and you feel like you're not good enough, it's like you're drinking poison and expecting expecting them to die. It's not affecting them, it's affecting you. So let's get you grounded. Let's get you to release all that past energy that's keeping you stuck. And that comes just, I love how it works. It's just intuitively, it just flows. We release, we forgive, we, we, we heal the past, right? We change the perspective, shift the perspective in the past. And then the end part, which is the best part, now, you get to create the version of you that you really are. And you get to do that from a place of wholeness because now you've gotten rid of stories. You've gotten rid of the limiting beliefs. You've gotten rid of the self-sabotaging behaviors. You've connected to your heart. You've opened up your heart because it's really about hearts open. When a heart is open and we can be vulnerable with ourselves, then we can find our true selves. That's what it's yep. all fire for us to find our true selves is you've got to open up your heart, be vulnerable and then you connect to your true self. And from that place, oh, the world becomes a magical place. Now you get to create whatever you want. And now you get to see the synchronicities because now the universe, you're connected to your highest energy and what the universe is all about, which is all unconditional love. And this is my mission is to help people remove fear-based living and so that we can connect to the wholeness of who we are and realize that we're all one and we're all connected as within, so without. Our environment is a reflection of the beliefs and the stories that we hold within ourselves. You change your inner world and you change your life, literally. I love it. Arnica, <laughs> thank you so much for being here today, for sharing your story, your vulnerability, your passion. Now, if you want to hear more about Armida, she is actually very, very active. Yeah. And she has a radio show and she has a couple things. So I'm going to let her tell you where you can find her so you can continue. You know, if you're very interested on this topic and you want to talk more with her, uh, where you can find her. Because I, I love her show and, you know, I know she's just a text away for me, but for all of you listening, 
um, you know, Armina, where did they can find you? Awesome. Thank you. So I am, um, you can find me on Facebook on either Divine Growth Coaching is the name of my business and Armida Abru Martinez, either way works. I have a website, which is divinegrowthcoaching.com. I do have a radio show with Margie, who's my amazing soul sister, and she does sound meditation. So she does the sound bowls and she's amazing at it. Um, and we have a radio show. It's called Now I Thrive on Unity 97.9 FM every Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern time. And we the show is all about bringing flow into your life, into your relationships. So we talk a lot about the 12 universal laws. Um, and we talk about um, relationships. We hold like relationship topics. We answer viewers' questions once a month um, just to help bring flow into your life and into your relationships and those places where, um, you know, we're struggling and we feel stuck at. And most of us do. I know I was one of those people before, and that's why I'm doing the work that I do. Um, yeah. And, and you know, I have a book, Collaboration, Visionaries Share a New Way of Living. That's out on, on Amazon. We just created through Now I Thrive, a gratitude journal. It's called Now I Thrive Gratitude journal which just published on amazon so we're super excited that's awesome yeah. you have to send me the link i didn't know that yeah. i didn't get it thank you i will send it to you we just got it published today um and i also have a book that's going to be coming out it's my own book it's called your own love heals you and it's discover how um discover you know the only cure to, to your pain and your suffering it's really you learning how to fully love and accept yourself fully. Um, and the work comes from the work that I do with my clients, becoming aware of your stories, releasing the past, and then you get to create whatever version of you feels in alignment to that, right? Because we all have different journeys that we need to walk, you know, work through. And we find that when we really find ourselves, our true voice. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. So my book is due to be released sometime in February. It will be on my website. It'll be on my pages. I'm so excited and looking forward to that. <laughs> that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank I'm you. so happy for you. Thank you. That's amazing. You see, you never know people that surround you. You might look at them and you know, you you never know the greatness behind them. So thank you, Armida, for being here. Thank you for, you know, always, you know, fostering the relationship of our our daughters. I, yeah. I appreciate that a lot. And we are very, very blessed to have you in all of our lives. So have an amazing day. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.